cetera, et cetera. Y'all hear that? We're using code Dave Daly. I care for Applejacks a great deal. God. The Masturbation Network is keeping America baiting for 300 years. And now, Sweet Bang Tube. Puke and shit. Do you not have your soundboard? <laughs> I do. I just want to keep saying shit. <laughs> Where is your soundboard? D anus. Daly gave up. He threw up the white flag. That's my favorite racist one. That freaks me out. Mm. Did you see the newest South Park episode? I think so. Uh, with what? the suicide. The, yeah, the fucking oh, people don't running spoil people it. over. All right, I, we don't even have to talk about. It. I just want to know if it. somebody else saw what the fuck I saw. I was watching it the last night. Of it, while I was, yeah, yeah, that first when they hit that first kid. Holy shit! It got graphic. It yeah. got really graphic. It was it was hilarious, but man, they're fucking out there this year. Yeah, I like where they're going. Yeah, I always like where they're going. Yeah, I just I just saw the first one today because I I forgot it even came out. And I, someone was like, right. hey, "You're not watching South Park?" I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna start." Yeah, and ended up just watching one at work. The first one, <laughs> the first one was uh like it was. This is lava hot. I know. How are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> my tongue is fucking. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Dev brought me a tea. I would have brought you one daily, but I knew you were drinking your Rockstar and your Paps. I don't. Uh, I don't. Dr- I don't drink tea here this, no more. You've been drinking PBA. <laughs> <laughs> He's been drinking PBRs for like two hours here. Right? Yeah. No, this is my second one. Come on, mm-hmm. man. It's like six. Poor man, Speedball, Rockstar Energy Drink, and PBR. Mm. You might not go out like fucking uh, John Belushi. No. Quickly, but slowly down the road. I'm slowly killing myself. Like you'll die when you're better. 85, and it'll be like, man died of a speedball. Just the slowest <laughs> speedball of all time. Tell him it was a speedball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, growing up, idolizing those guys, and uh, they all died with... 34-ish. Yeah, I think Belushi, Belushi was like 32 or something. Yeah, maybe it was 32. Yeah. And, and once I got past that point, I was like, oh, man, I fucked it up. <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> I should have fucking yeah. done more drugs in my early 30s. Belushi, Bonham. How many other people? Well, Far- uh, Farley. Farley died yeah. when he was 33, I believe. Yeah, because John Bonham was 32. How are you putting John Bonham, a drummer of a rock band, in with fat comedians? <laughs> he fucking partied till he died. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying party till he, he died. I thought he was going more with the overweight he's slender, comedian. He's a slendering man. No, now. I know. You know. He's a handsome gentleman. He's, he's he's refining his taste. Ladies, get on this. Seriously. You know? Mm-mm, don't pass it up. Let me. Get I mean, people people at home might be wondering what Dave Daly looks like, if he's a looker or not. And let me tell you, I'm a straight gentleman, and I'm turned on by Daly. Slender, athletic body, giant cock, full head of hair, eyes that you could get lost in, 
I don't understand why the ladies aren't there, aren't just fucking diving on them. What's the expression when you have a boner? It's like six six past midnight or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm pointing. Is it six past midnight? I don't know, man. Yeah, you went from uh, you went from six to, six to twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six to midnight. That's what Dave Daly does to fucking heterosexual men. Yeah, and yet, ladies, we just got to get them out there. Yeah, we got to get this pedus. I, I came up with a contest. You know, who who wants to buy Dave Daly a hooker? <laughs> <laughs> That really just seems more like you're at. And also, I know for a fact that you make more money than both me and yeah, Harwitz do. So why are we buying you a hooker? I don't know. At least Harwitz might be in on it. I'm fucking. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'll just watch the tape when it comes out. <laughs> oh, well, I figured we that use... hooker's going to have no idea that <laughs> no he's getting recorded. We, we use the Patreon money wisely and get me a hooker. I'm mm. just saying. Look, we wiped out our Patreon money. We are uh, the, uh, this, this, the shirts. That's this the shirts feast order. represents the last of our petty cash. <laughs> Because go easy on the uh, the low main <laughs> over there. Because uh, we the t shirts are coming in on Thursday. Thursday we're getting shirts. We're sending them out to you by the brooklynbasement.com. Right, brooklynbasement.com. We're sending them out to uh, all our Patreons along with a, a bunch of stickers and some uh, specific uh, beer koozies for our wealthy Patreons. And then we're going to have a couple available for sale, right? Yeah, and they're not going to be expensive. We're not trying to make a profit off this thing, but we, we just want to cover what we made, what we had to spend, yeah, or whatever. We got we to gotta decorate the new studio, right? So there's we need to buy a table. Everything. We need to buy a table. <laughs> That's what we need to do. You know? So uh, yeah, we definitely need to have like a, a couple more mics too. Yes, some more mics. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why you just don't commission a table Spare with thieving ass Tom because that motherfucker is a father now. Can I tell you something? That's true. He does have. His, I, his free time taken up. So you know what happens when you get older, right? You go from having posters on your wall to having like framed posters on your wall, and that's what makes you an adult. Wait, so, I have framed posters. That's what I mean, own. right? Oh, once so I'm a real adult. Once you, but there's Legos under those posters. Hey, man! Once you break like thirty, all of a sudden you start putting frames on things. You just made me feel so old. And uh, I have some really, uh, uh, really too. There's this guy. Um, he doesn't even need a plug, but his name's Ernie, and his. Uh, Hellgate Industries is his co- is his company, and it's fucking amazing. What he does is he he hand paints and designs tour posters for bands, and it's some of the coolest shit ever. Uh, he's done covers of albums that you know he's done Bouncing Souls covers, and he was in hardcore bands back in the day. But uh, he did a few for uh, my favorite band, Propagandy, for tours that I went and saw, and I have those, and they're limited prints, they're like one of a hundred, and and it's really cool stuff. And Tom made me back in the day. A, a beautiful frame for one of them and then and and since then and when i say since then i mean probably about two years ago i got another one the same size and all i've done is ask him to make me another frame <laughs> and he i mean it's not his fault he's just fucking so busy he's a father and shit like that so he's got a if he's, he's not made a fucking table in that amount of time yeah well that's you know but <laughs> but uh and so i've i one has been proudly displayed on my wall the other one's still sitting in the tube <laughs> Because I'm too lazy to go buy another friend. No, make it, that you, you make him make that. No, he's all right. He's got skills. He's got a little core line. Tom did this to me. Um, he uh, just uh, uh, so he texted me like last week, and he was like, "Hey, man, are you uh, busy on Sunday during the day?" And I was like, "Nah, I don't think so." And he was like, uh, "Okay, cool." Because Coraline, which everybody knows, because she was on the show, he was like, "Coraline's getting uh, it's her christening that day," and I was like. Oh man, that's so sweet. And he's like, "Yeah, can you go to my parents' house and let the caterers in at eleven o'clock?" <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, "No problem." So I went and I stole some rice balls. Nice. Yeah, that's what he get. Did you make Tetris? 
or Jenga? No, I didn't balls. steal that many. I was going to take a big chunk of eggplant parm, but I didn't want his family to show up and they're just like, they open it up and there's just a square missing. <laughs> so I just stole this stuff that wouldn't be noticeable. Take they the, were Lucy's. Take the Coraline off the cake. So happy christening. I guess that's what, what is that what they do with the kids when they dunk them in water or is that baptism? Baptism. Ah, one of these things. One of these stupid rites of passage. Welcome to Jeebus. Right, whatever. She looked... Way to go, Coraline. Yeah, she did good. I like... We hung out with him Friday after the show. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Right. That was a good time. When, by the way, we came up with the greatest new club of all time, I've been texting Mark back and forth. can't talk about this. Oh, why didn't you text me? I have... I've had uh, moments where someone's brought it up. So, actually, I was on my way to Brooklyn with my girlfriend and her mother, and I started talking about it, and I found out the first clue... Of canasta, so okay. Let me lay down the yeah, let yeah. me lay down the, the law here. So we you, we created you know a club. What's gonna happen now? People are gonna come. They can't do it. Fucked up on. This they can't thing. do it. Yeah, no, we can't. That, we uh, that has to be thrown out. Like Jenny could be part of the club too because she doesn't know shit about it. Jenny can be part of the yeah. club. Yes. Anybody. Uh, so we have a club now called Canasta Club. Okay. Now w- the way Canasta Club works is that we realized the other night while smoking a lot of weed. Mm. That uh, that uh, we don't, we didn't, none of us knew what canasta was. It could be a fucking, it could be a sport akin to rugby. It could be uh, some sort dominoes. of yeah, dominoes. It could be some sort of variation Wait, of wall what, ball. What, what was yours? it? Could be a card game. Yours that Mark and I were like, there's no way it's that. You were like. Oh, what was it like? Archery? Yeah, Did some sort of archery. archery. You were like, you yeah. can't be archery. Old people play this. You're like. You clearly know more about canasta than (laughs) (laughs) canasta. Basically, what we're trying to say here is can be anything. So we decided that we were going to start a club, and the name of this club is Canasta Club. Mm. Um, We uh, and I still don't even know how to spell canasta. So we like that's part of the game. That's part of the game. Um, And then we've this is the rules of Canasta Club is you you cannot find out the rules of canasta the only way you could find them out is by when around other people you can make a generalized statement about the game of canasta and then if anybody else corrects you on your statement you can take that information and bring it to our weekly canasta meetings and then at some point hopefully in the next 30 to 40 years we'll have enough information that we could actually play our first game of canasta um and so it would work like this like let's say we're at it we're at a party and i would say oh man that was the best when I uh, when I hit that ball into that ring. Canasta is such a great game. And then somebody might say, well, my friend, you weren't playing Canasta. Canasta isn't played with a ball and a ring. And I would say, stop right there. And I would put it in my, note, my, my notepad and my phone. And I would come to Canasta Club and say, I know for a fact that Canasta is not played with a ball and a ring. Yeah. And granted, it, and you have to, like, if you say stop right there and they insist on continuing the conversation, ah, 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 this conversation is over. Yeah. We don't really want to talk about Canasta anymore. People cannot voluntarily... You cannot ask straight out for information. Yeah. People can't voluntarily give you information. So through using this method from my girlfriend's mother, I found out the first, the first thing of Canasta is that a lot of Jews play it. <laughs> That's all I was told. Okay. I was, I was like, man, you know, Canasta's... Uh, I said something like, I was playing Canasta, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, a lot of Jews play Canasta. And I was like, all right. Okay. Information number one. Jews play canasta, so I so we're getting there. Were you also playing the game? Is my girlfriend's mom a racist? <laughs> I just assume <laughs> people from a certain a generation. Yeah, well, I mean, she is technically. Uh, you were headed towards the Marine Park area of Brooklyn. Uh, yes, because yes. I grew up 
three miles down from right. there in Starrett City. Yeah. And yeah, Marine Park's kind of the uh, Italian uh, racist part of yeah, uh, sure. Sheepshead Bay, Marine Park. Whatever, man. I'm just kidding. Italian, Irish. We it's all a, racist. It's all good. Every, uh, the guy on the blue mic hates the guy on the red mic. I don't think it was... Uh, I don't Look, I'm on the blue mic. I don't hate anybody on the red There's mic. There's nobody oh. on the red mic. Um, I hate that red mic person. The red mic is Tom. Yeah, well... Fill in any Tom. After that christening snub. Son of a bitch. Anyway, so that's Canasta Club. Would you like in, Daly, or do you know how to play Canasta? I have no idea. All right, yes, Daly's in is. on Canasta Club. I'm, I'm on the same level as like yeah. I know like old people play it. That's about it. Now I'm so, picturing I'm picturing it spelled with like the way that corn spells their name with like a backwards K, a K and then like A N N A S T and then maybe like a Some ampersand kind of purple rain font and an exclamation point. Yeah, and then maybe like the prince symbol. Yeah, I, I think that's how we're gonna spell it in our club. Like Canasta. I, I yeah. think it should be Club Canasta. Myself. Oh, that's Personally. not fucking bad. Club, Club spelled with a K. Club Canasta. <laughs> I love it. I like this guy's already bringing shit to the table. So if anybody out there wants to be part of uh, Club Canasta, you could get in. But you, you know, got to know the rules. Oh, and here's the other thing about Club Canasta is we realize that like we're all fast living dudes. And we might not make it to a ripe old age. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that we want to do is we actually want to get a rule book for Canasta and put it in a box with a, with a, with a lock on it. And then what was that we were coming up with? We put we it. Said, we said we would like we're higher because we were trying to figure out how we could not see the box. But we 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 need. You guys were talking about somebody, and you're like, yeah, because that person's an idiot and would just bring the box and bury it for us. Oh, right. Yeah, it has to be a third party, and it has to be buried, and then there's going to be a key. And if we all start dying, like either from natural causes, drug overdoses, or maybe like a... a Club Canasta fucking... Murderer. Murderers. Yeah, maybe there's there's a a serial killer that breaks out in Canasta Club. I mean, how how high were you guys? Did did the king fucking pigeon show up? No, during all this? I mean, like... Fuck, that man. just blew my mind because I was like, wait, how do you know about King Pigeon? That's I forgot a great we talked about it on the show. Uh, no, there was no King Pigeon. We mm. did have our own joints. Yeah, we did. That was a good That was a good. Hey, point. and I don't smoke a lot of weed, man, so I, I get fucking out there. So, yeah, so then we're going to do the key thing, and then if we start dying off, it, the last living member, if we don't ever get to play a game of Canasta, of Club Canasta, which I'm calling it now, gets to open the box and actually find out the rules. Now, this is what I really hope that happens. This is my whole goal for this, is I hope that uh, Club Canasta goes on for a good 30, 40 years. We're all in our 80s. And we finally get... Not daily. We finally... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I won't be there, but... Uh, we fi- hey, if we went... Just give us your key now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this slow speedball death. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like, speedball finally got him. Um, and then we finally uh, have all the information we need to play Canasta. And we play our first game of Canasta, and we all look at each other and say, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> No, we just say that'll do, and we all die. <laughs> we all die right there. So here, here, Club yeah, Canasta. Club Canasta. All right, but whoop, that was a good time. Whoop. King Pigeon did not make a. a <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, how do you know? How do you know about that? <laughs> I got to look, see man. It. I know everything about you. I know Eric knows King, remembers King Pigeon. Yeah, and that comes up anytime we see a fat pigeon. He's like, oh, I wonder if that guy could take King Pigeon. And there's Greg, Megan, I like, Sean. I like how much you guys think this is funny. It was fucking, <laughs> dude, we don't, and this is the difference. We've, we were only on, now that I'm talking to you, if I was talking to him, I'd be like, bro, I was on like three hits of acid. Saying that to you, it doesn't have the same effect because I know that like, you would go to like fucking sociology class on like 10 hits of acid. Uh-huh. 
so it doesn't have the same effect. Right. But that's, you know, that's what look, we're like. Here's the deal. Just because I used to do an exorbitant amount of acid doesn't mean that I'm going to look down on being on three hits of acid. Three hits of acid is a lot of acid. Is it? Yes. All right. It's not like it, 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 it's not it doesn't equate to like drinking where it's like, oh, man, I was drunk off of one beer and then somebody who drinks might be like, you fucking pussy. Once you take three hits of acid, you're fucked no matter how much your tolerance is up there for acid. I'm pretty sure um, our friend from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. what I'm going to say now is uh, started that person's venture with three hits of acid that I was like, no, <laughs> like, <it was> like, <laughs> that person was like, oh, I took three. Is that cool? And I'm like, mm, no, yeah, that's not cool. Time. But good night. Gel tabs too. Yeah, really? I was like, oh, buckle up. Let's have fun. Yeah. It's going to be buckle. an interesting night. It's going to be an interesting night. <laughs> I remember I, I live, my parents where I grew up lived about five minutes from our friend Sean's house mm-hmm. and him and I once just, he found acid when he was cleaning his room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll take that with you. And like his mom was still up and we were home from college and I was like, it's like midnight. And he's like, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm fucking taking this. And he took it. And I was like, I'm not going to take acid with your mom and fucking five feet away in the other room. He's like, just take it, you little bitch. I took it. Was started like I got hit before he did at all. Like my eyes were just like, boop. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, we need to go get cigarettes get booze and sit outside your house until your mom goes to sleep. We wound up chain smoking all the cigarettes yep. like all oh, right away. There's nothing better than smoking a cigarette while you're tripping on acid. Having those fresh young lungs oh, that I could just buy. God, just like just feeling the pink turn to brown. Lighting a cigarette with the other cigarette and flicking it. Oh, it's like God. it's like a young like fresh vagina mm. and then after and then after years of porn there's like that weird brown singed outside. That a, little, a little crisp lip, crisp lip USA. It's all stretched out. And mm. man, I, I miss my young uh, vagina lungs. Yeah, me too. Me too is right. Mm. But so he lived five minutes away. Yeah. And we were still tripping. And he was like 5 a.m. at this point, And his dad was getting up for work. Well, if you ate it at 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I ate mine at one. He ate his oh, at 12. Oh, yeah. So you're probably just peeking at Oh, yeah. 5 I was fucking like bugging out. And his dad gets up for work. I was like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. I hear your dad. He's going to come in here and I'm not talking to him. And we'd been looking at like Salvador Dali art galleries mm-hmm. and like, of course, listening to, like, <laughs> the fucking, hackiest yeah, yeah, yeah. tripping kid shit we ever. Were like, what do we do? And he's like, I don't listening know to the doors. Like, this is the much, end. Yeah. Beautiful. What does he mean there? And like, oh, he doesn't mean anything. He's he, just a babbling drunk. What's the meaning behind this? Mm-hmm. What's this new day rising? What's the blue bus? I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, he, his dad was like, I, his, I heard his dad get up. The second I heard him like hop in the shower, I was like, Sean, I got to go. Fucking was like, got in my car, made it all of like 20 feet and was like, was, what the fuck was that? Pulled Wait, over. car? How old were you? I was home for college. Oh, I'm picturing like, I'm picturing like teenage, no, like no, no, 16, no. We 17 were home years old. We, okay. Like so you were 19, adults at 19? this point. <laughs> I was already in the military. Okay. Yeah. Point. That might be a little weird. And, uh, and I was like, I can't see your dad tripping like this is fucking crazy. I'm like, I'm a grown up. Like I'm not supposed to. Yeah. It literally took me two hours to get home. I kept pulling over thinking there were cops behind me. And I kept pulling over. You were a paranoid Down trooper, Middle huh? Road, which is like the main road between his house and my parents' house. Yeah. I fucking pulled over every like two seconds. There's, there's no like, way I could drive tripping. I, I've been oh, in cars I while tripping all as a passenger and I freaked out because I couldn't comprehend. Oh, I could go how, somewhere tripping. Yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't drive. I couldn't comprehend how people didn't just smash into each other. And I was so every car that went by, I was like, Ugh, yeah, motherfucker, that guy almost hit us. What the fuck, dude? How That's kind of how I am when I'm stoned on weed. Really? Yeah. I got a little bit of that. Too. I could You're stoned on weed. <laughs> yeah. On weed. On weed. So. 
That's interesting to me because honestly, I used to drive tripping all the time. I can't do it. Actually, one time, my my old bass player in my band, he was a year older than us, so he got his license before us. And also, I didn't get my license until I was nineteen because I didn't care about driving, as I still don't care about You're driving. You're a rebel, and I always dated. Is there gr- anything you don't rebel? I always dated girls who were older than me and had cars, so I never needed to drive. And a Don Juan. And fucking well, anyway. So, but anyway, I was sixteen years old, and I did get my learner's permit. And uh, my friend already had a, a, a like a van that we ripped the back seats out and we used to drive around in. You know, we put the band gear in and stuff. And one night, we're tripping on acid, and there's like twelve of us, and we're all in his van and we're driving around. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Mark, just let me, uh, not not the Mark, do you know the mm-hmm. little bit? And I was like, can I drive your van? He's like, yeah, sure. So we're, we're, we're so we're fucking driving around all night. I'm tripping my face off, like sixteen years old, just driving his van around. You know, just around town and right, shit. Right. But still. And uh, we um, we go go to McDonald's. You know, this is a regular suburban bullshit. We go to the McDonald's uh, around the corner from our houses to like hang out, and we ended up getting into a fight, or some of the people ended up getting into a fight with other people. And so the was fight, this the jocks versus punks. No, no, no. This was another thing. So the fight breaks out. And uh, and then all, we're like, oh, fuck, the cops are coming. So we all jump back in the car. Since I was tripping and since I was driving around all night, I just automatically got back into the driver's seat, right? So I'm about to pull out and the cop car goes right behind us. So now I'm tripping on acid. 16 years old with a driver's permit. The owner of the car is only 17 years old. You know how you're you're only supposed to drive three years older, whatever it is. Yeah, and also it's like fucking you know midnight. You know you're not allowed to drive that. And also there's a ton of kids in the back of this van that that you know we're like breaking everything. And uh, the cop comes up to me and I don't I don't know what to do. I'm just like fuck it. I'm this I'm fucked. You know. So uh, the cop pulls his flashlight out. He's shining it in my face, which uh, while I'm tripping alone was hard enough. Like I couldn't, you know, I'm sure he looked right into my fucking pupils. It looked like black holes. And uh, he's like license and registration. And I gave him my uh, my my learner's permit that I had on me. And Mark couldn't find the registration in his van, you know, so we're like fumbling around and we're all fucked and I'm tripping and my heart starts racing. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to jail tonight and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. And then all of a sudden you just hear woo, 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 in the background and five, five the McDonald's is right on the highway. Five police cars go shooting down uh, Highway 36 in Union Beach like at, at 100 miles an hour. The cop fucking looks at my learner's permit, looks at me and looks and it just says, today's your lucky day, gets in his car and speeds off because there was a high speed chase for some reason. I like I got out of driving without a license while I was on acid because of this like I don't know the heavens opened up and somebody just somebody helped me out. Don't you love shit like that? Yeah. Like I love stories like that. Yeah, it was crazy. You have that? I've had that same exact story. <laughs> same exact. Not, not exactly the same, but I was I was doing about 110 in a 55 a US 19 in Florida, which I guess is equivalent to like 22 or Route 1. Mhm. Yeah, and I was doing a buck, at least easily a buck twenty. Yeah, and uh, I went by a cop. I, he was on the other side of the road, but then I passed where I was going, made a U turn to go back to where we were, were intending on going, and that's when he pulled me over. Same thing. He he's fucking reading me the riot act, and all of a sudden, he's like, eh, "Your lucky day, I gotta go." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Were you fucked up, or you were just speeding? No, nah, I was just speeding. Yeah, but, but still, but, but I mean, that would have been a huge well, yeah, ticket would, with points. They would have impounded everything. my car. I yeah. would have lost my license. I would have went to jail. Like yeah. it, that was all happening, and I knew it. And I was like, "Oh, I can't believe this shit!" And the guy was rubbing it in. He's like, "I seen you go by on the other side of the highway." 
Luckily for me, you turned around and went the other way, so I was able to pull you over. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's just when he got the call, there was like a fatality accident like a mile up the road. So thank thank God for that guy dying. <laughs> and how great did you feel when that when he left? Like super good. I I still remember that feeling. I mean, I was I was on acid and my heart was racing really quick, so like I went into a I like hypercharged into fucking another stratosphere afterwards, but I remember like the biggest like relief I've ever felt in my life because that was bad. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I, I had the adrenaline shakes. Yeah, one, yeah, I yeah. was just speeding like a motherfucker. Two, I'm getting arrested right now, and I was fucking shaking and nervous, and, the, <laughs> and that all instantly went away. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. "Fuck you, pig!" Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was about to pop a cap in his ass. Yeah, you get had... all tough when he tries away. <laughs> That's right. All of a sudden, he turns around. Like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. What? No, I, I never had anything like that. Around here, I would get pulled over all the time and never get a ticket. Friends hated me for it. I really? Know, I think it was just because I always showed fear, always showed respect, but I never, ever got a ticket. Well, that that is, and I, we've talked about this before, too. Uh, you know, I say that a lot on this show, but I don't know who's listened to every episode. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, whatever, but R- Richie, our old co-host, and hopefully he's going to come back someday. Yeah. Um, Hibernating co-host. He, uh, he was always disrespectful of the cops. So there was times where I got pulled over when I was driving and I was drunk. And they would let me go and give him a ticket because he was just like, fuck you guys. And I would just be like, I'm sorry, sir. You know, like yeah, you gotta just be all they want is respect. Now, of course, as soon as they drove away, I was like, fucking pig. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Get a real fucking job. Fucking I just want to rat people out. Who gets a job where they're just like, I want to tell on people. I want to. You know what I want to do when I grow up? I want to ruin people's days. I want to make quotas. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I had one out of a, a PNC concert here where. I was driving my cousin, Mr. Brooklyn Basement himself. Mm-hmm. I was driving his fucking truck, but I had a fuckload of weed on me. And I, because I thought people were going to be joining me in the weed endeavors, turned out it was just me. But I had smoked like three fucking four joints to the head at the show. Uh-huh. But then when we were leaving, he started drinking. So I was like, well, you're not driving. I'll drive. Then we fucking get like to the back way back into our town. And there's a cop at the corner, and there's no getting out of this traffic. And he's looking at everybody's registration. And I was like, yo, just give me your registration and shit, because I got weed in my pocket. I don't need this guy to be bugging out. And he's like, oh, I don't have registration. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me at least get your insurance. He's like, nah, I don't have insurance neither. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Hmm. I'm like, we're like, they take your car. No, yeah. that combo. That means you're, I've had this happen to me. Like in, in Piscataway, I had the no combo. No insurance, no registration. They registration put me on the side of the road and took my car, and I had to call for someone. Like they gave me tickets and were like, "Okay, sir, have a good night," and left me on the side of the road. And I was like, "They're gonna try and do that, but they are gonna smell weed on me, motherfucker." And we were like eight cars back at this point, and I'm watching him look at all the registration, shine the lights. Was it everybody. a DWI stop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but he was checking everything on the back way into PNC Art Center. It's like on Home Del Road. Oh God. Say, and I'm again, like right there. I live you know right what I want to do? Corner. Ruin everyone's time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys had fun at the concert? Here now we go. Now we're going to fuck you on the way out. Whole way. The fucking got, cop is che- checking everything. Mm. Like checking things, making some people fucking pull over so other cops can fucking yeah. nab at them. And I'm like, dude, and I'm yelling at, at my cousin at this point. I'm like, yo, you're a fucking asshole. We're going to fucking go. My fucking kid sister's going to have to fucking walk to my house. I'm like already coming up with the plan. Go walk to the house. Get Jenny. It's probably going to take you like 20 minutes to walk home. Mm. Get get Jenny. Um, you're going to need bail money. We're going to need... We're, I'm trying to figure this whole thing out the whole time. I'm like yelling at Sandro. Like, I'm like, are you happy, asshole? We are <laughs> fucked. We are so fucking fucked. And we get up. And sure enough, he's walking. It's our turn. 
And I'm like, here we go, asshole. You ready to go to jail? You fucking piece of shit. And the cop starts walking to us. He makes it as close to the window. And I'm about to tell him, like, here's my license, but I don't have anything else. And this fucking dirty, nasty hippie comes out of nowhere and is like, you having a fucking good time, officer? And the fucking cop turned around and was like, like, got a, you saw his face like, somebody disrespected me. And he was like, this reminds me of high school. This is the reason that I do this (laughs) job. He was like, time to crack some skulls. And he literally looks at me and he goes, you go on home. Hey, and turns around and went after the dirty hippie. And I was like, what? He's like, go home. Go ahead. Get out of here. And then just flag the other cars through while they fucking went after this kid who was being a dick to the cops. Yeah. And I got to go through and my cousin, like nobody said a word for like the first five minutes of the drive. We were like, wait, that's, that's fucking interesting. Right. And you felt that same. Oh yeah. I was, I was definitely shaking and like I was, then I, then I started to, when I came to, it was like, you better get some fucking registration on this fucking car, you fucking asshole. But that's interesting because if DWI stops were actually for the reason of stopping people intoxicated from potentially harming somebody on the road, then you would think a professional police officer would be able to discern the importance of the situation. And the dirty hippie was walking by who just insulted his ego <laughs> yeah. versus the, t- the people that could potentially hurt somebody in a road might be more important. However, it's not because it's just a money grab and they don't give a fuck. So that's that's why he was like, I'm going to go fuck with this dude and let these cars go. Yeah. And in the, in the interim of that, let a car with a really drunk guy and a really stoned dude with a fucking ton of weed in his pocket go. Yeah. So good job, coppers. Next yep. next time I go through one of those, I actually happen to be sober, which the chances of that happening are yeah, zero. But if it does happen, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to pull the YouTube like, yeah, I don't have to give you that. Yeah, I don't need to roll my window down. You can hear me just fine. Oh, they'll love that. Yeah. Well, why not? If you know you're in the right, fuck with them for a little while. I'll eventually give them whatever they need to see to get out of there. But like, you know, I would fuck with them a little. I would. No, you'll be shot in the head. I would. I would. Well, here's the deal. I would potentially, depending on my mood, think uh, like like play with the idea of doing that. But if I did, I would be recording it on my phone the whole time. Oh yeah, you got to. I would let them know that like I have you on videotape. Can't fuck around. But then they smash that phone. Then I'll have another phone. Just Facebook Live. It'll just be like every time they smash a phone, I'll just pull out another phone. Do like you did that. The one. uh, There'll just be a pile of cell phones. (laughs) The one episode that you and RTG put on Facebook where it was like, officer, you are sideways. Yeah. (laughs) Because this situation is sideways. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's, you know, you know my stance with cops. I don't need to bring it up anymore. I mean. Stories like that annoy the fuck out of me, though. Well, right now with this whole fucking like take a knee bullshit and I see people that are like flipping the fuck out. I'm a veteran. I don't give a fuck if somebody silently protests shit, Jesus if they're silent. You're allowed when to I fucking see people pro- that are like, I want all these people to fucking get career-ending injuries and blah, blah, blah. And real people take a knee. These are soldiers. And I'm like, all right, great. You have never fucking been in the military a day in your life. Also, these are the same people that want to see harm or, or joblessness come to people just because they they believe in something else than they believe in. Yeah. Those people are the fucking problem. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I don't see a problem with not liking what they're doing. I don't see a problem no. with that. That's your right. Right. But fucking, do you understand these people are being quiet about something and you are provoking physical harm? Do you know? Do you know what fucking America was founded on? The right to protest. Yeah. That that's the whole thing. There's one fact that people need to understand: is that you have the right to be offended 
but that doesn't mean like it doesn't mean you have the right to be offended and then the person who offended you needs to face some consequence people are allowed to act in a way and as long as it's not against the law or violent towards somebody else they're allowed to act in that way there's freedom of speech there's freedom of protest there's all those freedoms that we base this country on and yeah some of them might offend you and sure you have every right to be offended and also to voice your opinion however going after people's jobs wishing injuries upon people and everything that is the problem if you're that person if you're watching these dudes take a knee and you and you're wishing injuries and you want them to lose their job you are the problem you know what you should do you should get your facts together get educated on your side of the argument and then and then either stage a protest or or present your argument in an educational way that we could have a conversation about it and then and then we could all grow from it that's the way to work in this situation the way i look at it i don't give a fuck what you do stand or kneel for the national anthem i don't care I don't right give a fuck but when when it comes time to kick that field goal or catch that fucking <laughs> ball you better do it now that's when i'm out for blood when they I, don't catch the ball why well, tampa, ba- tampa bay is not doing well this year yeah, they, ne- they never do. Well, they've only played two games. Mm. So, I yeah. I am one of these people, though. If you don't take your hat off, I find that to be completely disrespectful. Well, right? Okay. And, and but that's my point. Like, but I've you been find- with people that are like, Dave, I'm not. I'm warning you. I'm not taking your hat off. And I'm like, I'm glad you warned me. But in my head, I'm going to be wishing you death this whole time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, see, that's a little extreme. Anthem. Well, I like to be extreme okay. with people I know. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not that guy who like, like I see people that are like in front of me, and I'll say once like. Take your hat off, and if they don't, that's it. I said it once. Right. It's not my business to be like, whatever. Maybe they forgot. And sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm like, yo, Epstein, get that Frisbee off your head for right. National Anthem. Right. you got to worry about. And what was the one rule of not taking your cover off in the Army? What was the one rule of not taking your cover off? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to. If, even if you were indoors. I, I don't know. If you were armed. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah. So you never like MPs? They yeah. walk around with a with a dude. I saw fucking super troopers. Hip. That so guy they, took off his helmet and got shot in the head. But they don't they don't take their hats off when they're when they're. I've never noticed MPs yeah, yeah. don't. Well, that's the difference. You were like on. Yeah, I mean, I did the shit base. for eight years. So yeah. I was only on base like during training. Here's the thing: is that. If you're offended by people taking a knee during the national anthem on football, you're reacting to the lowest hanging fruit. Like the reason, the, the reason, the reason that people are up in arms about this is because people are only watching football. You see what I'm saying? There like, are still people with no power in Texas. It's right. It's what's in their face, and I get it. You can be offended, but I saw a video of a guy burning his season tickets. And other people saying the same shit, like, I hope people lose their jobs. People are allowed to protest against something. And also, don't let the media fucking spin this in a way that makes this a, a, a situation where it's a bunch of people against the United... They're protesting against things like Black Lives Matters and violence against minorities and stuff like that. Like, th- this, this, the knees that they're taking are representing all of that. It's not just saying, I hate this country. They're not saying that at all. They're actually being more patriotic than anybody because they're exercising their right to protest against wrongs that they feel against themselves. Silently. Right, silently. In, Doesn't in, hurt anybody. Peaceful it, protest. It just happens to be on a grand scale, no. and people are so knee-jerk reactive to something, instead of actually doing some research and finding out what, what's making these people do Oh, this. I've seen arguments that are like, these guys are disrespecting cops. And it's like, oh, it has Jesus nothing to do with cops. Christ. Well, it has everything to do with Black Lives Matter. And it's like, okay, much like anything, you're going to find good and bad with whatever topic you're going to find. Right. You're always going to lean on your own side. Yeah. Like you're, you're, it's going to be whatever you make of it. But it's not about them protesting the war. 
It's not about them protesting cops. Right. It's about protesting the fact that we are in a point where we seem to be taking steps backwards as a society. Right. And I feel like the the like the the alt right or whatever the hell, there are legitimate things that they have gripes about. But I, I and actually the South Park had a good article where it was like, bro. Nobody's fucking taking your jobs. Your jobs are just fucking becoming obsolete. Obsolete. Find a new job. Right. That's what we need to focus on and make everybody happy. But the thing that really pissed me off with during this knee thing is that there are legitimate other things going on. We have earthquakes. We have fucking hurricanes. We have people with no power in Florida, Texas, and Puerto Rico. Yeah. You should Nobody not gives be a fuck about that. On the knee thing. Who gives a fuck? Right. Who gives a fuck? Well, they give a fuck because football is their whole lives. You see what I'm saying? Like they, they, they. That's what enters their their house on all day Sunday, so it's in their face. So that's what they're gonna have the strongest reaction to. They probably don't sit there and watch the footage of the hurricanes. No. The fact that Puerto Rico is 100 percent, 100 percent without power. There is not one part of Puerto Rico that has power. Puerto Rico has turned into fucking Lord of the Flies. But everybody is worried about these millionaires taking a knee, which uh, 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 for something that is a, a true cause that you can fucking protest for. Look, man. What we do is we get a boat, fill that thing with generators, and head on over there. We'll mm. make a killing. The I know American you. What are you going to get? What are you going to get paid in plantains? Fuck yeah. You ever been to Puerto Rico? Yeah, you're going to get paid in hot Puerto Rican ass. Well, that's true. Uh, that's fucking true. Yeah. 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 All right, so a smaller boat, maybe a couple generators. Okay. There's, but I'm going. There are spots that are not going to have power for like a year. Yeah. They legitimately were like, hey, old San Juan, probably not going to have power for a year. Like the all the places that were, that were resorty. Not gonna have power. I look at it this way. Out. Like they did have a pretty fucking weak power grid there, and if anything, they're gonna come out of it better. It's gonna take a while, but but they'll probably have a stronger electrical infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ten I mean, years. They needed some upgrades. I mean, granted, this isn't the way you want to see it done, but in in, in the end, Puerto Rico will be a better yeah. place until yeah. it gets hit again. That's my yeah. point. The, the knee shit is just like it's such a distraction. I'm so disappointed in us now. Period for giving it all this wind. I agree that there's something to be protesting about, but the people that are making it even bright, like making a bigger fuss about it, if it's not your protest, don't worry about right. it. Right. Find something that you can help improve right. something else about and go put this energy towards that. Right. People just want it. People, it's like I said, the, what I meant by the low hanging fruit is that this is the easy, uh, non controversial subject that people could latch on to and make a fuss about to, to boost their own ego and their own importance on social media. And that's how it gets blown up. It's like the hive mind just starts buzzing and everybody has something to say about it. And no one's right because very rarely is there ever a black and white to things. There's yeah. always a gray area. And we could work together to figure it out. And 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 but it, on both sides, I'm talking about yeah, yeah, the, totally. the barking on social media on both sides is just it's it's unintelligent, it's knee jerk, and it's unnecessary, you know. And 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 you're right. There's a lot of actual crisis going on in the world right now that people aren't paying attention to. The other thing that I saw, um, which was fascinating, is somebody I don't know who it was. I'd love to give him credit. Put out a string of uh, tweets, I believe, where they actually went in and read the actual ordinances and laws that revolved around the United States flag and how it should be handled. And well, that's what I was telling you, like wearing a fucking shorts. The NFL has broken all of them. Yeah. You're not allowed to lay the, the, the you're not allowed to lay the flag out flat uh, on the ground. 
fucking how many times have you seen the football field covered with a flat flag on the ground yep. you're not allowed to use the flag at in any port in any part of attire how many times have you seen football uniforms with flags on them there and it goes on and on there's like four or five well, i'm saying any country music concert you see the guys sure. with the fucking american flag shorts yeah and fucking like hats and right. shit like that that's that's the shit I'm talking about. They they get obsessed about burning the flag, but they could easily take a shit because they got too drunk in their American flag boxer right. shorts. That right, doesn't like that yeah. part doesn't make sense to me. Right, and and that's the thing is like it, 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 you know like it, there's if you want to go that far as far as disrespecting this this symbol that we that we see that some people see as one thing, some people see as another thing, but black and white whitely disrespecting this this specific symbol. It's happening on a daily basis from the people that you love, and and, you, and you, there's never been any outrage until now. Hey, look, know? man, don't don't go dragging me into this shit. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Proper handling of the flag is one of them, and every time you see one of these trucks with a full size flag on it, right. it's out there until it's in shreds. Right. When I see a flag in shreds, I'm like, that flag was not on a battlefield. Once a fucking flag gets like a little bit of a tear. You're supposed to fold that thing up and right. fucking Yo, I, get, rid, get rid of it. I, I was bad with that with my flag. Oh, I am not. That shit was that. in tatters. And I liked that. I was like, oh, that shit looks like it's been through a war. I'm I mean, keeping it up for a while. I'm not, I did eventually replace it. I'm not going to fault any individual because who's going to sit there and read the fucking uh, the actual rules of the flag? But you know what? We're talking about a major organization, one of the biggest sports, the biggest sports organization in the United States of America yeah. by far. And they're, they're committing a crimes, not crimes what should we call them um faux pas flag faux whatever pas. they're they're yeah. they're not they're not meeting they're breaking ordinances they're breaking ordinances against the american flag every single fucking day and nobody gave a shit yeah. until now it's in it's news and you see what i'm saying i mean and if you go attacking somebody's first amendment right like i'm all for your fucking fight for your gun i'm all for your fight for whatever yeah, man. you want i'm i don't want anyone to take your guns you want a fucking surplus of fucking guns it scares me I don't want to live near you, but you're, it's but your I right to have. Fucking them. feel like you should have every fucking right to do it. Don't be a dick and get into a fight and brag about how many guns you got compared to the person you want to fight. Right, but uh, who cares? Like people, the thing that bothers me and about people is that they want uh, freedom of speech until it's the, that speech is against them. Yeah, they want freedom of protest until somebody's protesting against something they believe. They, and, and it goes on and on and on. Like everybody wants everything ta- tailored to their specific narrative, and that's not the way it works. It's an equal playing ground. And again, this is like the one thing that I'd love to say to everybody on a daily fucking basis is that I mean, like on an everyday basis, not like a basis not like of a daily 10, 12 beers, not like a, fucking not like a really slow, slow speedball <laughs> overdose basis. Um, but is that you have the right to be offended? And guess what? You're going to you're going to travel through the years of life, you're going to be offended. It's going to happen. Like that doesn't mean the world around you needs to stop. People need to lose jobs and everything. Yeah. You get offended. I am offended by shit all the fucking time. And then I move the fuck on. When people call me chief, it offends the fuck out of me because I have Native American in me and it bothers me. It really does. I'm not offended by much shit. Does it really? But when people call me chief. Oh, man, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. When people say, hey, chief, and I know that they don't mean it in that way, but it's ever since a little kid, it just bothers me when people call me chief. It offends me. 
But do I lash out? Do I try to like fucking plant some weed in the in the person's locker at work so they yeah. get fired? Do I start an online petition? No, I just get offended and I move on. And I don't even blame the person because they don't, you know what I mean? They're just doing what they do. I know that's a low level. No, no, but it's something. Yeah, yeah like it's it's that's actually a perfect scenario because you're giving it. You're you're realizing that it might be low level, but to someone else, it might completely be not in their mindset that this is low level it's important to them we're all different yeah it's not just fucking right and left well that's the thing people don't see that nobody understands the gray area and there's always a gray area yeah because i fucking love guns Mm -hmm. i think they're cool as shit okay learn how to use them responsibly learn how to store them responsibly and have them if you want them see that's a good that's a good uh that's a good fucking um uh example because I'm not a gun person whatsoever. I, I I feel uncomfortable around guns. I don't like I don't like when people have guns. Um, I think that gun violence is out of control. And I and but at the same time, I understand and respect the fact that that the right to bear mm-hmm. arms is a right in America that people have. So I have a certain feeling about it. And uh, I don't I don't believe the NRA is 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 right. Like I don't there's th- there's things that I don't like. But I'm not out there trying to get whoever charlton heston or whoever the fuck what'd you just lose you lose shit no i think your phone or somebody's phone oh anyway uh oh what happened in that shield s8 no i don't know maybe it was mine yeah Yeah, i just moved it just in case but like like you know i'm sitting across the 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 table from two guys who i know that are in the guns you guys like guns and that's and that's that's your right to i'm not trying to get you fired yeah but like you said maybe daily but daily has has brandished a weapon in front of me and I was like, "Yeah, I don't trust you, right, Dave? Dave it, wasn't, it wasn't loaded. I just, I still, like, I, I got a feeling <laughs> like we weren't. There's, there's, there's a, spa- a place, you know. Like mm-hmm. if we take it and we go to a gun range and and we're popping off shit at the right place, I have no fear. I have respect. I have every, you know, no problem. I should say with with that scenario. But when we're in his house, he's like, "Check this out." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've seen this episode. I'm yeah. gonna get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, I don't want to be here." He, he starts twirling he never, it and then shoots himself in the never, chest. He never. It only happened once, and he never fucking brandished a weapon. No, again. no. I, I asked now I because like, like yeah. you're not the only person that's freaked out yeah. by it. And now I'm totally now freaked someone out by new guns. comes over and I want to show him my my shotgun. Yeah. I ask him like, "Hey, I got the shotgun. You want to see it?" And most people are like, "Nah, I'm good." And I'm yeah. like, All right, no problem. Like I literally, he could see it on my face. I was like, "Yeah, daily, this isn't funny anymore. Can you put that away, please?" Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not cool with. This. I'm the same way. I'm not. I don't have any desire to shoot guns. And I have a lot of friends that love guns and they go to the range and I get it and I support their right because that is a right that they have. Yeah. But it, you know, it bothers me, and I do believe that there should be some sort of gun control. And I know that's a hot topic with people, and a lot of people disagree with that. And and I would, well, ra- you're living in the right state, then, right? But it's I w- difficult here. I would rather fucking you know have that conversation than all of a sudden be like, you know, oh, this person's pro gun, so he must be a maniac, and yeah. that's just not the way it works. People have opinions; they have different life. They have different experiences in life that bring them to different opinions. Maybe there's somebody who actually a gun helped them out once. There was an intruder in their house or their loved ones were in trouble and a gun actually did help them out of a situation. Of course, they're going to be pro-gun. But there might be other people that that a gun took away a life that they love. So, of course, they're going to be anti-gun. You have to look at everybody. You know, like there's no way to actually do it. But exactly. if you there's were to no black and white, there's no black and white yeah. ever. You know, there are statistics. Right, yeah, and you're more know, likely to shoot someone you love anywhere. with with a gun that you own than than an intruder. Yeah. So well, how about the statistic true. that you're if you if you're a gun owner, you're you're more likely to die by your own gun yeah. than fucking you know that because because a lot of people have this. This is always 
fucking killed me. I see people like on Facebook put shit up like, yeah, man, I would love to see a, 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 like a home invader come in my house because no. I got to fucking blah, blah, blah. No, man. These are professional criminals. Yeah. And, and no matter how tough you think you are and no matter how cool you think your gun is, y- there's a very good chance that that person is going to get that gun away from you and shoot you with that gun. So, like, you know, like, unless you're Michael Madsen and Kill Bill 2 just sitting there fucking with the, with the shotgun at the door action. all night, you better hope that a home intruder never comes in. Now, it might work out. You might pull out your gun and shoot your, uh, shoot your person and everything. But here's another fucking thing. Good luck with the fact that you killed somebody for the rest of your life. Yeah. Nobody ever thinks of that. We're so, we're so, in, like, we're so inundated with, with Hollywood movies and all that shit that, w- that people actually think that if somebody, now granted, a bad person who might mean you harm came into your house and you actually had to shoot them and take their life that you would just walk away and be like well that situation's done no motherfucker nah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna fuck you it up. fucks you up for the rest of your life i told you when i was in when i was in basic i had a fucking dream and i felt the guy's head the body go limp when i cracked his neck yeah and that shook me for like a while like a while while and then i wondered like what happens if i do kill somebody and i like it mm. <laughs> like that also fucked me up. That's like, a whole different like, thing. Oh, look, if fuck? you just look at it in, in uh, I don't know, the basis terms of you're going to have a huge puddle of blood that you're not going to get rid of. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be blood on your hands for a while. Right. You're going to have to replace all that carpet. And it, then you're going to have to trace all the brains and splattered on the ceiling. And, yeah. Well, it's just we just think in our in our simple lizard fucking brains that if if a bad guy's coming at you and you shoot them with a gun that they're just going to fall and turn into fucking coins or points or something. You know what I mean? Like and it's just and everything's going to go back to normal and you you stop the bad guy, but that's not the the case. You, no, if you gonna, take a life good or bad, there's going to be mental repercussions about that for the rest of your life. And an investigation. Unless you're a sociopath. Here's here's where my, like not even guns and I want to stay on this topic but I'll tell you well, you want to run around and talk about guns like I ain't got none what you think I sold them all because I stay well off Nelly sorry I fucking uh, finally saw Baby Driver awesome phenomenal great movie um, Edgar Wright at his best so I told you I didn't want to go see it because I didn't want to have nightmares yeah Baby Driver fucked me up for the rest of the night I was in that <laughs> situation I killed somebody we were trying to get out of a robbery I fucked shit up. It was high intensity dreams to and it and Monday was my first day back from work. Yeah. Totally ruined my first day back from work. You were thinking I about slept it? Like shit. My heart was racing. Like even when I woke up, like I had cold sweat wake up. So you put yourself like, in the shoes of baby? Pretty much. That's funny. And it fucked me up. Like where I was like I, Jenny was like, You're right. And I'm like, nah, I had a fucking terrible dream. I'll explain if I remember it later, which I think I will, I'll explain it when I get home. And sure enough, through the whole day of work, I just could not shake that heartbeat like that I was like looking over my shoulder, like, oh my God, is yeah. something happening? And that's what I feel like you you don't you don't you underestimate what your brain capacity is gonna do. And it's really a flip of a coin. Yeah. You can try and train your brain all you want, but there are legitimate people who are heroes, soldiers, doing what they need to, firefighters, policemen. Yeah. And that one time that they even if they're doing the legitimate right thing, it fucks them up and then it's a wrap. Yeah, like their brain is like, no, nah, that's enough. I can't do this. Right. I. I mean, I believe the the right way to handle uh, a, 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 like a, the 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 responsibility that comes with having to to carry a weapon, whether it's in a state where there's open uh, open carry laws, or if you're an officer or or a uh, or in the military, 
I think it, the only way to, to, to handle that situation is to hope that you never have to use that weapon. However, there's people out there who, you know, who, again, might be a little less intelligent or they just lived a different narrative or whatever. And they're out there thinking like, oh, I want to shoot a motherfucker until they shoot a motherfucker. And then they realize what everybody else already knows is that that's not a situation you ever want to be in. Yeah. Now, you brought up a good topic that I want to switch to because uh, we've been too serious. Is there a murder scene? Or any scene in a movie that like sticks with you and bothers you? Because I have two. Well, the the Final Destination things. All of them? Like the ones where they're in the car, pretty much like Baby Driver style. Yeah. When you're what, in the like car. Like the way Jamie Foxx yeah, got yeah, it? Yeah. Like fucking when I see Did you see Baby Driver shit? yet? I haven't seen it yet. Yo, no, watch it. Don't fucking No spoilers. Right, okay. No spoilers. Yeah, the Final Destination. You're going to sing La Bamba? What the fuck was that? Never Richie. Never Richie. Um. Yeah, when I see those scenes and like uh, those scenes and the scene from fucking um, it's also what's his face? I think it's Edgar, right? Hot Fuzz. Yeah. What scene in Hot Fuzz? The fucking the 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 reporter. Oh wait, a fucking head crush. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a brutal. Mm. Yeah, but that's and I'm going to throw yeah, South Park yeah, was, last week in there. I was going to say, yeah, that one might be up there because I've been really thinking about <laughs> it since last brutal. night. But uh, it, that's funny that Edgar Wright affects you in that way because I watch his movies and I see nothing but cartoonishness to the point where it doesn't bother me at all. Like nothing in Baby Driver bothered me. And and I'm sensitive to violence. And the older I get, I'm more sensitive to violence. Like, like I was joking around, but that South Park episode last night when that kid got hit by that car, it kind of fucking bothered me. Like I even thought to myself, I was alone, but I thought to myself like, Why'd they have to go that far they with it? They paused it a little too much. And there's some shit in Rick and Morty that they do sometimes that's ultra-violent. This, and I, this last weekend. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I'm just like, man, like fucking... It's, it's, it's funny in a way, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, they're really going overboard with Kingsman this. Kingsman was like that. Did you see either of the Kingsman movies? No, I haven't seen any. Every kill is pretty much a headshot. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, that's... But then there's other people like Quentin Tarantino. Like, I like I see oh, that... Glorious Bastards. But I see all that as art. None of that is... None of that... Like, because I just n- go into it knowing that it's going to be bloody and gory. And same thing with Edgar Wright. Not that all his movies are bloody and gory, but like they, there are some uh, over-the-top shit, but I see it as cartoony. That's weird that that uh, affects you that way. I did not see it coming because yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I'll see that movie again. Oh, the movie's like, great. I fucking loved it. The soundtrack, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah Great man. soundtrack. The only movie that got to me that way was, was 9mm, that fucking Nick Cage movie Ooh. about oh, snuff yeah. films. Yeah, that yeah. bothered me. Like, so, yeah. Even though I know it was a movie, no one in that movie died, but just the fact that knowing that shit exists in the real world, that people do that, that I, I just couldn't get over that. I was like, that's just fucked up. Man. I got that same exact feeling from the first time that I read Less Than Zero, that Brett Easton Ellis novel. That whole is that the same as the movie? Yeah, the movie's based on it, but you know, I haven't seen either. I haven't read or seen. Yeah, the, the movie's based on it, but they don't go as deep into it. It's kind of, they kind of like took the basis of that book and made it more of like a, 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 a an eighties movies. I think Judge Reinhold's in it and fucking. I think um, it's uh, Andrew. What's his oh name? yeah, him and, and uh, Michael J. Fox. Right? No, 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 no. It's uh, what's his name? Who was the big guy from the eighties and now he's back? He's in like uh, he, he Stay Puff Marshall. N- yes. Uh, uh, oh, the guy from the the guy who do, he's not handsome anymore. The blacklist guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, I can't think of his name. I was right gonna now. say the bad guy from fucking Mannequin. Yeah, what's um, his name? 
I can't think of his name. Uh, that's what made me think Andrew McCarthy. Right. Because I think Andrew McCarthy might be in it, but he's also in so it. So it's the combo of those two pretty and pink motherfuckers I again? I believe so. I get those confused. What is that guy's name? Oh, I guess I'll yeah, I got to look it up. Again. But anyway, so there, the, you know, uh, Less Than Zero deals with, uh, you know, the, these, these are all these Hollywood elite kids are doing coke and shit like that. And someone shows up to a party with a snuff film. And the way that uh, Brett Easton Ellis described it in the novel was the same thing. Like, I, ca- I carried that with me for years afterwards. It's just a fucked up thing. The two death scenes that I still think about all the time, and, ne- and the crazy thing about this is neither of them are over violent. There's not a lot of blood. They're, actually, I, I don't believe there's blood in either one of them. But the two death scenes that stick with me the most are uh, number one by far is the end of fucking Saving Private Ryan when Adam Goldberg gets it, where that guy fucking slowly stabs him through the chest. That shit, like even just saying that just gave me cold chills. The way that they filmed that scene, the way that he's looking at him and he's like in disbelief that this guy's plunging this thing into his chest and he plunges it in so fucking slow. Like that, that will still to this day bother me. If if I, I I haven't watched it in a long time, but if for some reason I'm watching Save a Private Ryan, I'll skip past that scene. I don't even want to watch it because it's still burned into my mind. It is pretty fucking... Uh brutal yeah it's brutal it's like in, so in the slowest it's, it's so intimate yeah. too it's so just, many people get like shot in their legs that whole first scene there's blood and, and limbs everywhere but that scene is probably the most brutal scene in the whole film because you're actually dealing with somebody's not only like slow demise but that like you could tell what's going on in his head while it's happening and fuck that scares the and shit he was, he was the one guy that you know let him go right the, you know they were gonna kill him anyway and right. he was like no 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 don't, don't kill him. He's cool. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, what's your other? Fuck the, Hitler. The other one is... Um, oh, actually, uh, kind of similar to the Baby Driver thing, there was a movie called Drive at Ryan Gosling. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that either. I heard that's okay. fucked That up. is that's fucked, fucked up. up. So, I was going to bring that one up, well, too. But it, that's my number two, What I think. scene are you thinking about? The fucking elevator where he stomps the dude's head. No, that's, that, that's what I was going to uh, say. There's a ton of very violent... Oh, American History X. There's, oh, they, uh, the curb stomp? Yeah, yeah that's bad. That got to me, too. But this is the thing with Driver is there's a fucking... Uh, and Albert Brooks, who is like one of the funniest human beings in the world, he plays the canasta. Yeah, <laughs> he plays uh, he plays the bad guy in this scene in this movie, and he he's the bad guy. Yeah, Albert Brooks. Yeah, oh, I and uh, and there's one scene where they're in the in the restaurant, and he stabs that guy in the eye and the neck. There's a bunch of bloody scenes, but the scene that bothered me the most is um, what's his name? Brian Cranston is in it. And Brian Cranston, very pretty early in the movie, Brian Cranston does something that, that he fucks up, and Albert Brooks shows up, and they're having a conversation. And as they're having a conversation, Albert Brooks just runs a razor blade down his arm, like just very slowly. And just opens up. You don't even see blood or anything. Like uh, Brian Cranston just ho- holds his arm and looks at him and realizes what just happened. And, uh, and like Albert Brooks just looks at him and is like, shh, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. And then he just like falls down and fucking like he just did it slowly. It was the least violent scene of the whole oh, movie. Here? Yeah. Oh, and he takes out like one of those like uh, like straight razors that they would use to do. He just like flips it open, hits him with it real quick. And then you have to deal with Brian Cranston's character realizing that he's going to die in a few minutes. And then and then Albert Brooks, like there was no crazy violence to it. It was just like you have to go and I'm going to do that. And I do it. I think about that scene all the fucking time. So that shit wouldn't have worked on me. I would have fucking instantly tied a tourniquet. <laughs> way up above my fucking elbow and been like I'm out motherfucker nice try uh, I'm sure I might have gotten some of the specifics wrong like there's people out there gonna be like well actually you didn't you blah, blah, blah. but uh, but that was no you thing. would bleed out pretty fucking quick yeah. if you didn't do anything they call but. that the right way 
to kill yeah, right. Yeah, like the fake of my boyfriend broke up with me. I want to just put scars on my fucking wrist yeah. thing that every girl when ever did. When I was a little did. kid, I fucking accidentally uh, slit my wrist. Yeah. Like I landed on a piece of glass and fucking the heartbeat was like. Oh, really? Yeah. Like in and fucking, then, uh, uh, what's his name in vacation? Yeah, exactly. Like, right like, oh, it's all right. There's yeah. Video. But yeah, when I was a kid and I was like, I'm going to die. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, that's my, I just slit my wrist. I was like six, and I was like, I'm going to die now. And they are like, no, you're okay. And they literally just bandaged it up. Now, what he said, you ignorant rat. <laughs> but by the way. I accidentally hung myself when I was a kid. Yeah? Did you, yeah. Did you come? Uh, no, no, that came later in life. <laughs> the whole, that whole thing, that was later in life. Maybe that was my first uh, thing with it. <laughs> That's exactly where it came from. You're welcome. You're welcome. But I tied, uh, real quick, I know you're about to say something, but I, me and my friend were like trying to impress each other. My friend and I. Uh, sorry, my friend and I were trying to impress That's each other. I was like six. And uh, and I had like this felt rope, and I tied it to the top of my swing set. And I, but my in my stupid mind, I didn't tie like I didn't tie it around my neck. I just wrapped it around my neck. So my big trick that Good I, enough that I thought was going to happen is I was going to jump, and it was going to unravel in the air because it wasn't tied. It was just kind of coiled around my neck. And I jumped off and I fucking hung myself. Bro. And my and like my like thank God that kid was there. But he ran out and he got my mom and they got me down. I had fucking like crazy rope burn around my neck. Like luckily I was like a, a fucking sixty pound kid, so it wasn't like I could how snap old? my neck. I was probably like five or six. I had no idea how it worked. I thought I was doing some awesome like evil Knievel trick and yeah, I fucking hung sad. I hung myself. <clears throat> we went to high school with somebody whose kid was like they don't know what the fuck happened, but they found the kid like hung in his in his room and Yeah. They don't, you know, he was a happy kid. He was nah. probably just fucking around. Yeah. That shit's scary. That's I know. sad, man. I'm glad you fucking survived that. And I consider myself a pretty intelligent person, but, you know, as a kid, you just, ha- you just have these things in your head where you're like, oh, this is going to be cool. And in my logic, you know, I don't really remember. That. It's like that one split second. Yeah. All it takes is that one. Right. Like you say. Yeah. One bad choice. Yeah. That was it. Don't come back. It right. just luckily, just much like the uh, cop high speed chase when I'll trip on acid, just happened to work out in my favor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's I, uh, life, man. I, I choked on an ice cube when I was like four. Really? I couldn't breathe. I was, was this, freaking out. Was this his first concert? You're... <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just an you ice You got backstage. I was You're like, I'm a really big ice. fan. He was like, was he was like choke Emma on Killa. it. I put a big ice cube in my mouth to cool down, maybe, you know, <laughs> slurp on a little ice, and I fucking swallowed it. And I was like, <laughs> and my mom had no idea what was going on. And I was like, <laughs> what'd she do to remedy the situation? Well, I think by the time it started she to melt a, a little bit, I could actually back. get words out. And I was right. like, ice cube stuck. And she was like, oh, here, have some hot tea. Right. I was going to say, yeah, yeah I just like, drank some hot tea. Some. And then, you know, it was better. But I really thought I was going to die because no one could understand what How was going on. How long was the exchange between you and your mother while you were choking to death? Probably pretty long because, like, for the ice cube to melt down enough for me to get a little air in my airway. Let me try and do it. Uh, What's wrong with you, you son of a bitch? Uh, what's that? You got, a, you got ice cube in your mouth? Here, have this hot water. Well, I mean, people people in the late 70s, early 80s weren't real fucking... Heimlich, bro. Hep- yeah, but dude, that yeah, shit Yeah, it wasn't around nah. like it was. That dude, we, had, we, know, we know somebody who fucking died of choking a few years ago in a restaurant with people around him. We do? Yeah. We still haven't talked about who ate the pennies, so yeah, put that on yeah. that list. I got it. I'll be right back. All right. Oh, oh wait. Shit. Before you walk away, you don't even have to put your headphones on. Andrew McCarthy, Robert Downey Jr., and James Spader. James Spader. Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon was in that. Oh, wait. I got Andrew McCarthy right. Now I got to see this movie. I didn't know that's what that shit was about. It's pretty good. I don't know. From what I remember, it is ultra violent. Like, I didn't. I just knew Ryan Gosling was in it. 
And I was like, I watched that. That seems like a good movie. But that's the kind of shit I'm talking about with going back to the guns shit. It's like there's so much ultra violence. It all takes you to fucking make one bad move, one bad mistake, and then you're fucked for your whole life. Like, it's cool to have guns in your safe and, you know, go do your shit and stuff like that. If I, if I had it my way, I'd be armed 24-7. I don't... If I could, if it, that was legal in Jersey for you to carry a sidearm, open carry, I'd fucking do it just to do it. I can't say that that I'm totally against it because my mother, my mother-in-law is, uh, she she has a uh, gun permit in Florida, and she, you know, you can uh, what a conceal permit, conceal, yeah, it's easy. But if something were to happen to her and she saved her own life by that, well, who the fuck am I to say that I don't want that to happen? It just it gives you a sense of security, I think, for the most part. Yeah, and it's not like I'd be pointing it at people and fucking getting in it. You pointed that shotgun at me. I didn't point it. Dude, Richie, fucking when it, when when I first started hanging out with Richie again. Oh yeah, you talked. About I, it I showed. Show. Yeah, I talked about it already. I showed up at his apartment. He's like, "You want to see something?" He just pulled a fucking a handgun out from underneath his uh, his bed, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, put that away." <laughs> and he was like joking around. He was doing the like legit TV thing, like joking around. Woo! I was like. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to put that to your temple and be like, look at me, I'm not. Like, Were you guys you know, smoking weed, too? Is it like that uh, fucking PSA? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And then we were all high, and we went to go get some fast food and just peeled out and hit a kid on his bike. I love that. I love that Chappelle <laughs> when they made fun of that shit. It was the best. <laughs> all right. Do we have, like, real stuff to do? We got a legitimate packet. I think we've done enough bullshitting for Well, for we don't. Yeah, we don't have much more time, so. <laughs> Let's, no? no? We're already over an hour. All right. Current shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it this one. I'll read it quick. You give me your reaction, and then we'll fucking move on. Okay. Current shit. Stupid rapper is setting up a GoFundMe to prove once and for all that the world is flat. Last year, rapper Bob, B-O-B, uh-huh. used Twitter to jump on the flat earth bandwagon. And it looks like he's been riding it ever since. The nothing on you star has started a GoFundMe campaign to find Earth's curve and see if our planet is actually round and not a flat disc hanging in space as flat earthers typically believe. Earth's curve is a big contention for flat earthers who argue that the Earth was round. If the Earth was round, the curve would be more visible in the Earth-bound human eye. Bob's campaign says that the plan is to launch multiple satellites into space, which we already have, right? Um, in order to observe and try and disprove what centuries of science and technology have already confirmed. All he needs is a small investment of two hundred thousand dollars. What and launch approval, of course. How the fuck is that Look, possible? He's, I can, I can, he's titled I his mission his mission Show Bob the Curve. By Monday afternoon, he had raked up $255 and 105 likes on Facebook. Over the last few years, the works of Aristotle and Galileo has come up against armchair, uh, <laughs> armchair astronomers who believe, like really believe, that the Earth is flat. And endorsements by big-name celebrities like Kyrie Irving, Tila Tequila, and oh, Sammy Tila, Watkins. Tila. It's got to be true. Well, yo, that shit. girl took it in the ass like a champ. Yeah. I'm going to believe her, uh, but more than Aristotle. I, I, I don't know why, but I believe her, yo. Yeah. So between their Facebook and Twitter accounts... The Flat Earth Society has over 100,000 followers, though a good portion of them appear to be poking fun at the whole thing. The Flat Earth Society Look, is leaving here today. I can prove it with for their probably and compasses. less than $1,000 I can prove it. Because you can go to the fucking model store, buy one of those fucking model rockets that you can actually launch in the air, stick a GoPro in it, and yeah. then watch the video when it comes back. And you'll see the or, curvature of the or fucking Or just go earth. on YouTube and watch any footage from anything outside of our atmosphere and see the curvature of the Earth. I don't believe him, yo. No, here's the deal. I don't know why, but I don't. I'm calling fucking shenanigans on this whole ordeal. This guy is just a smart, like most rappers are, or is just a smart a marketer. He he sees the amount, the untapped resource that are the flat earthers, and he's just <laughs> trying to exploit it. 
That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that motherfucker's getting out this month. So he fucking yeah. he yeah. uh that's yeah. all that's all it is. I'm not gonna believe that this guy actually believes it. I feel like he can make he feels like he can make some money off of these idiots and he's gonna go make some money off of these idiots. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to mention, another flat earther. That no. was in today's news. You said my reaction, that's my reaction. I like it. Also, if we want to get a GoFundMe going so Daly could buy one of those rockets and we could just shoot it up, that'd be fun too. I think he's looking for a pocket rocket. To, oh. to to go shoot up the curvature of a hooker. Oh, okay. But I'm down to go fund me on that one too. <laughs> All right. So nah. here, first nah. article. You gotta get Delia Hooker. Here's the first article. Th- that's yeah. where I'm going with this whole show today. All right. Number one, medical news. As promised, I need a hooker. Belly button fingering. Oh, we okay. We talked about yes. it last week. I'm gonna give it to you. So and no trivia, uh, like cocaine straight from Bolivia. I don't know why I'm in a rapping mood today. Eat stink, drink, drink, drink. Eat drink, mink. <laughs> Stop. I can't just do stop. It. Uh, the belly button might just be about the weirdest part of your body. A remnant of your birth, there really isn't any reason for the belly button to remain, but remain it does. Short of offering well, an extra thing to disappear? get pierced, yeah, it should just heal up. Dude, I had a labret ring when I was 21 that still hasn't closed. And I've had it, I've had it out for I fucking... I had a sabret hot dog once, and that shit is still in the back fucking In your butt? No, we know. A time. Well, yeah. It's all in your butt. Where's your sabret at? <laughs> it's in my butt. Anyhow, short of offering an extra thing to get pierced, essentially a jewelry mantelpiece in the middle of your stomach and providing an f- efficient place for all that fluff of your belly to congregate. Oh, I was going to say. I I, that's was, what I thought yeah. I was going to say. Putting, in, uh, putting a nice cum puddle. Right. Um, so they're all altogether useless. Prust, they feel really strange. Prust. <laughs> Stick your finger in your belly button now and remind yourself just how unusual the feeling is. Go on, I can wait. No, I, I did it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. That is very weird. It's like connected to something. It's like just a fucking like instant tip of your dick. Yeah, feeling. I feel it in the tick of my dick. Oh, it's the worst. The what? The tick of your dick. Let's check on Kevin's thumb. <laughs> Prush, you feel it the tick of Prush, your dick. It's really bad. <laughs> um, if you're wondering what that feeling was, boys, then wonder no more. Oh, shit. Boffins are there to bring... <laughs> Boffins? I'll say boffins. Wait, wait. Aren't those the spies who got the death plan stars? Many boffins died getting these plans. Are you sure they're not porkins? Five, that was what I was going with that one. <laughs> they're porkins. Um, I may be way off base. Boffins are there to provide Just enjoy that speedball daily. to life's most slow death. challenging and vital questions. And they really haven't let us down in this key area. Dr. Christopher Hollingsworth of NYC Surgical Associates explains just why that unsettling feeling of needing to pee but knowing that you don't need to pee exists. The doc said at the navel, you have the ability to stimulate not only the skin overlaying the navel but also the fibers of the inner lining of your abdomen. Hmm. So as you stick your finger into your belly button, it sends a signal from the deeper fibers that line your inner abdominal cavity right to your spinal cord. So you're just straight fucking jump-starting your fucking nerves from jamming that shit into your belly button. Now, imagine that scene from fucking Saving Private Ryan, but he takes that same knife and goes right into the belly button. Well, at least he'd be getting some uh, dick stimulation before he dies. What if he takes that same hot poker and puts it into his dick hole? (laughs) Does his belly button fucking hurt? Maybe. He's like, my belly button, yo! Now, immediately, the question that I have is, what about these freaks that walk around this earth with the Audi belly buttons? Like, are they constantly stimulated by their shirt material? They're protected. What if they wear, like, corduroy shirts? Then and they're just, be, it's just like, shuka, 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 all day. Shuka, 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 shuka. They just Over be that. static charging. Do you have an Audi? 
No. Oh, okay. I haven't any, but what about uh, test tube babies? They don't have a belly button. Oh, that's true. They flat. Born in a petri Listen, dish, bitches. late one night without a mother or a father, just a room and a view. And then <laughs> he said, I think, I think I'm, I'm a clone, clone now. now. Sorry. So um, is it, they, only, they don't really talk about those. They just say because your spinal cord at that level is also relaying signals from your bladder and urethra, it feels almost the same. You interpret this as discomfort in your bladder or urethra, which hmm. is the tip of your dick hole. Oh, yeah. I don't um, feel it anywhere in particular, but it just feels weird. It Let does me finger your belly button. I just did. No, let me finger you. Oh, yeah. Button. Of course. Gross. Is this the... Uh, he said yes to that. Yeah, man. I'm, I was waiting for him waiting to be grossed to out, ask. and he, he definitely looked like he got wet. <laughs> look, 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 man. I'm, I'm lonely. I'll, I'll take what I can get. You want to finger my belly button? Go for it. Well, right, we we got to get this guy a hooker. It'd be yeah. the most action I've had in years. So... <laughs> he's, the, the, I wish that wasn't true. Why? Girls, yeah, such a waste of a fucking. We need fat to hog. we need to get a we need to get a more female oriented uh, fan base here. There's got to be one girl out there that's willing to fucking get on this. Get dick. on that fucking train. Come on, ride it. Come on, ride the daily train. Come on, ride it. This will we'll give you whoever this this female this lucky lady is. We'll Look, I'm looking for a juggalo part of, girl. Part I'm into juggalo porn now. For oh, some we, reason. really? What's is that because you eat the you drink What's the juggalo shit? Porn precious, you don't know. What, no, I've been stuck on the well, fucking, you know what a fucking my stepdaughter porn. People that shit is the best. They paint their face like Peter Chris and they're really fat. <laughs> the, the juggalo clown girls. They I, do anything of them. You know ICP? Oh, I, I know the, juggly, the, the juggalos. I just didn't know that they made porn. Yeah, well, well everybody makes porn. That's true. I, would, I, I don't know how it came up the other day. I was watching something on YouTube and they were talking about juggalos and the, they showed like a juggalo gathering and there were some hot ass chicks. And I was just, it popped into my head. Oh, really? So, There's attractive girls there? Oh, yeah. Super duper hot. And I was like, I, I <laughs> oh, went to fuck. like, I went to like X videos and I was like, juggalo porn. Oh my God. Wow. Everywhere. Here's what we need to do. Fuck. Now I'm going to do What's that, that place in Florida where that dude has like fucking midgets, fucking donkeys? And yeah. That, shit that dude that supposedly like, uh, uh, the cops arrest him on like a weekly basis, this guy. Yeah. He, and he still makes enough money he, that he, he just bails himself his out. His last name's Busey, but he claims that he's like Gary Busey's like nephew or some shit. That's what we need to send him to that fucking... The guy, it's like a resort. Yeah. And it's just people piss on shit and they do weird shit there, shoot machine guns and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like Daily's Fantasy. Yeah, it is. It's in the totally Everglades, is. right? Yeah, something like that. Right. Or no, it's outside of Orlando. Okay, so I think can I propose the Send Daily Home? But instead of get him a hooker, let's send him there. He yeah. probably fuck like twenty girls in one night. That's true. And then pee on them. And then shoot shit. Yeah, shoot the pee right off of them. Yeah. All right. Let's try to get that going then. If that's yeah. better than just trying to find a nice young lady that might have sexual intercourse with him, we could definitely go that angle if you'd like. Okay. Well, back to Doctor Chris. If you notice that you push anywhere around the belly button, it won't give you the same sensation because you aren't hitting the fibers, deeper fibers. That is. Behind the muscle layer, Look, and you you finger belly button like a bitch. I always hit the deep fibers. You sure? Yeah. You sure about that? I'm 100 for 100. You get straight up urethra fibers. every time. No matter how deep those fibers are, I'm hitting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a game of canasta. My fibers run deep, so deep, so deep. Put the tip of my dick to sleep. Sixes <laughs> over queens, baby. So uh, we can't play with each other because I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Let's play with each other. Nah, well, I'll figure his belly button. We'll play with each other. Are you showing him gigolo porn? Gigolo I'm, porn? No, I'm showing him that uh, it's the sausage castle in Florida. That's oh, I okay, I get it. And those are the those the, are some trashy broads. The Busey beauties, ah, as they're called. What's up with fucking big pun in the middle? There? Yeah, that dude has got the biggest gut ever, and they just rub. He like, hides M16s sh- under that gut and then just whips them out and fucking shoots shit. Yeah, that really bizarre. He's always there. 
He's on Vice a couple times. Really? That Busey dude. All right. That's the Busey dude, the black guy? No, no, no. no, no. no. That's one of That's his... his like sidekick guy. Uh, so so it's Mike Busey is the is the main guy. All right. All right. Yeah. So I thought we maybe got... it was Jake Busey with that horse teeth. No. With those horse teeth. <laughs> I should make fun of that. He's, so, sure so he's, he's a nice guy. He's the bomb in fucking the Frighteners. He's described. Oh, yeah. And contact. Fuck contact. <laughs> My... Fucking Frighteners, baby. That motherfucker plays the bomb a lot. He's the bomb. Well, they, I guess he snuck in to like light the bomb, right? Was there a bomb in contact or whatever they had to do to that goddamn thing? He's the one who wanted to destroy it. Yeah, yeah, he's it. the one who wants to blow shit up. Right. He's always a fucking crazy person. Yeah, well, of course. Look at that motherfucker. He looks nuts. Also... Comes from a crazy person. Yeah, there you go. I met him. He was pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, me and Busey actually. Gary Busey or Jake Busey? Gary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I actually was at one of those signing things. Oh, okay. And he was there. And I felt really... Actually, I had a moment where I was like, oh, this poor man, like his celebrity like washed away. He heard somebody getting excited in front of like where my friend Dave and Jenny and I were standing. And right by us, there was a kid that was like, I just want to see Gary Busey. And this kid didn't look like with that statement. Didn't look like he was like of any kind of special needs or autistic or anything. Mm-hmm. And then Gary Busey was like, what, like this Gary Busey? <laughs> and like th- came up behind him and like the kid was like, ah, and started like hitting himself and really? like hitting himself. And like over like at this point where Gary Busey was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> and he was like, it's all right, buddy. Calm down, buddy. Calm right. down. And like the kid was like, no, no, no. And the people had to explain to Gary that they now had to take him down a peg and Gary needs to like, be like oh, I'm sorry Mr. Busey you need to get the fuck away from right, the kid. Right this kid's gonna so fucking overheat. Down. Yeah he wasn't ready for you you just fucking combusted in front right. of him. So sure enough the kid fucking chilled the fuck out and came and finally and Gary like you could see it in Gary Busey's eyes when he came up to the table that Gary was like oh fuck you feeling better buddy? Like we just <laughs> we, were, we were waiting for um somebody from The Walking Dead so we were in the just as thick actually Gary Busey had less of a thick line mm. as this one so I, I know who it was that. it was zombie number 337 I'm sure I, no yeah. you're wrong the one with the eyeball hanging 38. out 38 oh, so and close. it was the one with the gut sticking well, out well you fucked up because 337 is the best one well I already had his autograph oh right fucker but yeah Gary Busey I'll never forget that he came like this Gary Busey <laughs> The kid fucking that makes me like shit. Gary Busey. Oh yeah, he was such a him. He uh, he was there, and Danny Glover were next to him, and Danny Glover was like trying to calm Gary Busey down. Like you didn't know, right? You didn't know that kid was crazy. <laughs> Riggs, <laughs> yeah, Riggs. Is like, I got his autograph. You're too, too old, old for this, for this shit. <laughs> 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 we both went Jinx, find me. Oh, I have that signed, and he he forgot he signed it on the top and then signed it on the bottom. He was oh, like, yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I, mean, I guess like, he really was getting too was old like, for that brother, shit. I was like, my brother, you are too old because you wrote that shit twice on my autograph. I was like, I have to get Riggs' autograph. If I was going to go meet uh, fucking Danny Glover and I wanted him to sign that on something, I would actually bring a piece of shit. And I... <laughs> like, nope. Just so... It, and you know, I mean, I don't know. You son got problems. It's kind of like my shark tank. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so that was it. The, the fibers. You guys didn't like my bottom. dad joke? I love dad jokes. All right, jokes. shut it down then. No. No, we got... No, I tried to get a dad joke off, and you guys fucked around. Oh, you think I want to hear something about some drug-addled Florida ripping somebody off now? I'm pissed. <laughs> Here he comes. He's getting on that board, whether you like it or not. This is a mishmash of all the fucking daily things. Is this a grind or a daily's hero or a... This is a grind. 
This one's a good one too, actually. Yeah, Jamie. Thug life. Thug life. <laughs> Did Dookie Hauser just steal my fucking car? Y'all hear that? <laughs> I love that one. We're using code names. All right, welcome to another edition of the Daily Grind. All right, I'll let you do this, even though you made fun of my dad joke. <laughs> That's man, fine. We didn't really make fun of it. No, it's okay. We're just opportunists. No. We're it's taking cool. down the mighty Devin. No, it's cool. We piled on a little bit. No, don't worry about maybe. it. No, it's fine. All right, fine. I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> Fucking let's end it. Let's end it. No, I like that music. But <laughs> it is good music. Yeah. Wait. What the fuck oh, is I that? Fucked up. Trying to get them, yeah. Oh yeah. Nah, that should suck. All right, let's do it. What can't you do oh. while driving? Man arrested for jerking off while driving naked. <laughs> and I'm gonna skip the last part of this. Relax. Oh, I got you. I got you. It's coming. You do it on your way. You yeah, do no, I don't. Way. Like if you throw it all out there in the in introduction, there's no surprises. That's why I put dots. But I like where you're going. Take it. So uh, this happened in Fort Pierce, Florida, Dev's favorite town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he goes and enjoys some Mets preseasons. No, that's Port St. Lucie. It's the same fucking Close enough. Town. Yeah, right. Port St. Lucie. Right. Fort Pier- actually, I, I think the Mets thing is it's actually... technically in Fort Pierce. Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I've heard the two of you say Fort Pierce before. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, like... I think it's the uh, same episode where you discovered that you love Riboflavin. I do love Riboflavin. It's like Chelsea and fucking... I don't know. What, what's right next to Chelsea? Manchester United. United. It's in the meat district. Right. No, it's in Chelsea. Well, they're two blocks away. Fuck right. it. Same, I, get, I get what you're saying. Same goddamn place. Well, I enjoy some fucking rum buckets in uh, St. Pierce or whatever. Mm-hmm. Point Pierce. When I go to get Port St. Luce. Ooh. Okay. When he goes so, to get that three-quarter sleeve mm-hmm. tan. Damn, yeah. It can get pretty monotonous for those who work on the road, but Monday, a tow truck driver, Eddie Dames, got an eyeful when he pulled up alongside a buck-naked white man who was beating off <laughs> while he was driving, according to the police report. It was That's later a- revealed that the man identified as Robert Leo Casey had also uh, inserted a child's toy gun into his anus. Nice. That was the part of the fucking heading that he, he deducted. Yeah, I figured it was better off two sentences down. <laughs> now, what kind of... Was this a super soaker, or was this a pellet gun, or was this uh, uh, it was, it was a toy gun. Yeah, but it says I, it. It says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what size. What I'm saying is, was it a shotgun? Was it a nine millimeter? Like he'll get to it. Okay, it's it's uh, four paragraphs down. Sorry for inquiring. Games called nine one one. Telling son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that was just uncalled for. Kicking a man while he's down, but uh, I'm offended, and I want you guys to lose your jobs. <laughs> that's easy enough. Games <laughs> called. I, I don't know where I was going with that, but Dames called nine one one unsuccessfully. Uh tried to block the exhibitionist from traveling farther on the highway. Two Fort Pierce police officers pulled over Casey, who witnessed the struggle, uh, witnessed him struggling to get in, get his pants on while behind the wheel of his Jeep Cherokee. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. When officers asked Casey why he was driving around in the buff, Casey reportedly said he has problems with this and is getting therapy. <laughs> hey, young man. Why are you driving around in the Look, boat? man, I got problems. I'm just trying. I'm working on it. I'm going to therapy. You think therapists, like, you think, I'm sure that they do, but you think, like, if a therapist, like, is having a good day and maybe he's he or she's in a new relationship, maybe they just came into some money or something like that, and they sit down and they're like, all right, first patient of the day. And a guy walks in and they're like, why are you here? And he's like, well, 
got a real problem with driving around naked and jerking off, and that therapist is just like, God fucking damn it in their head. <laughs> gotta hate my job. Yeah, like there's gotta be points where therapists are like, fuck, really? He's like, why can't you just be the little kid that can't stop thinking about boobs? Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> little so, dab-dag. Uh, after Casey was arrested and transported to St. Lucie County Jail. Uh, okay, get, he's getting poor St. Luce. Yeah, 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 he's getting that. Rum so I bucket. think Fort Pierce is a city in St. Lucie all right, County, all and right. there is a Port St. Lucie. All right, that is a city. Also, that okay. is not confusing. Oh, not at all. Yeah, yeah. No wonder people drive around naked, jacking off there. When, when police tried uh, to remove it, they found uh, half of an eight-inch long, half-inch wide orange barrel had been inserted into Casey's anus. Oof. He also had a black cloth tied around the base of his penis and ball sack. He made his own cock ring. Casey, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it helps. It yeah. helps. Look, hey, you want to you want to drive around naked and beat off? Shove a gun in your ass and tie a. Fucking well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, is like, it, it's hard to concentrate. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. I don't think I'd be able to do it. That's a tough I mean, one. if somebody else is sitting there helping you out in a certain way, like that's a different story. But to actually like drive around and, and try to, to 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 pleasure yourself in that manner, I don't think I'd be able to. Ooh, uh, ooh. There's a big Go word from news. six to twelve, as you say. <laughs> six to midnight. We have a friend who used to beat off in traffic. Really? I'll, I'll tell you about it. After All right. Show. Wow. We have a lot of people we need to talk about. Yeah. Casey is charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. His bond is set at thirty thousand dollars. But can't we all just drive? Back in May, a woman in upstate <laughs> Ocala was arrested. What a tagline! After you just her blew highway over. masturbation caused a thirty-minute traffic shutdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's apparently. Crazy. Masturbating while driving is the it thing in Florida now. Yeah, not that it doesn't well, happen here, but behind nah. behind oxycontin and beating your wives and fucking your sisters. That part, of, that part of fucking that person I was telling you about convinced me to give it a shot, and I tried it, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't fire it off. I was yeah. like, I can't do this. I'm driving. Well, even with the uh, with uh, you know, if there like the pistol was in the ass, I had the soccer on my dick. No, but I'm saying even if like there's there's say let's just say you have a woman companion who's nice enough to maybe like help you out in that manner while you're driving, even that's really hard to finish. It's tough. Oh no, not this guy. I had a time where yeah, I fucking, uh, yeah, I've I've had the uh, I'll tell you about that off the air too. <laughs> this is a good one. All right, it took me by surprise. Yeah, and it took her by surprise. <laughs> Forty five seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that? Do we have anything else? Dad hating motherfuckers. You got any other jokes for us, Dev? I gotta go home. Uh, yeah. I drank about a gallon of water in like an hour to try to flush out all the Jamaican food. <laughs> I, I I eat and I have to. Piss. I much like sticking my pe- my penis, my finger, and my belly button. I don't know where I'm what, going with who this. Who the fuck are you? Daily, you sticking your penis in your belly button? Yeah, all right. Daily calls that. You don't penis. need a daily cock to make that happen. <laughs> That's true. With this belly, I can unless you have a, like right. a really high belly button. I just have like my. I'm, I look like that. No, dude you're right. I, I could probably pull that off. I look like a little teacup. You <laughs> <laughs> just got to hunch over. A little bit. <laughs> Very rarely do we get to end on a producer Dave line. I had to make that happen. All right. I look like a little teacup. It's pathetic. <laughs> All right. So, like we said, guys, thanks for your support. Yes. If you haven't, if you listen to the show on a regular basis and you haven't gone on iTunes and leave a review, please do so. That helps us helps us out a lot. If you want to get into Patreon, if you get on Patreon before Thursday, get into the five dollar more tier. We'll send you the shit. Yeah, you'll get the shit. Just, it's so, out. yeah, that might be a way to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, uh, go on Facebook and like us on Facebook. Yeah. 
And, that's, the, uh, that's the biggest one, honestly. Yeah. Like, a few of you have been sharing our yes. posts. Thank you so much because Facebook is a son of a bitch. It won't let everybody see no, our posts. No, not at all. Yeah. So the more of you that help us by putting out our posts and sharing them and spreading the word, we're better than fucking flat earthers. And we yes. need to prove that. That's true. You know, and for those of you out there that are a little political talk in the beginning, we're sorry. We didn't mean any of it. No, I don't care Fuck about shit. Fuck all those dudes that take yeah. me. Fuck the world. Fuck everybody. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.